This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Wednesday, December 9th. It is a bold night. Great to have you with us. I'm Jerem Jordan, teamed up with a man who's never been duped by a fake Twitter account, Jason Born Identity <laughs> Shepard. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, we are referencing one uh, Robert Costas, uh, a.k.a. Bob, to you know everybody Bob, else. Bobby. Bobby. Bobby Costas. Yeah, apparently uh, there was a new Bob Costas Twitter account uh, that appeared last night. And almost Bob Costas 20, <laughs> almost 20,000 people uh thought it was real and have yeah. signed up for for the uh, the Twitter account. It wasn't real and it wasn't spectacular. Yeah. yeah. So this is Bob Costas. It's not. It wasn't. Yes. Uh, he also his fake account also has more uh followers than we do individually. So that's fun. Uh one day or not. So yeah, at JSN Shep, at Jerem Jordan. Those are the real accounts for us, right? Yes, th- and there, there, have been fake, a- there have been fake accounts of us. Oh my gosh, I totally forgot. Yes. So okay, when the what was it, twenty sixteen when the Big Twelve conference expansion stuff? Yes, because it was like twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen, yes. Okay. Yes. The, was it fifteen or sixteen? I can't remember. So someone created a fake Jason Shepard account that said <laughs> Like, hey, the BYU coach, there's a press conference that's going to happen this afternoon. Anyway, I'm not going to say who, but uh, let's just say some people thought it was real and started scrambling and I, didn't check I got that a, it was fake. I got a phone call essentially like, hey, what are you doing? And I'm like, hey, I have no idea what you're talking about. At Jerem Jordan 2 exists as well. It's a guy named Tyler. And uh, Tyler... Tyler and I, I send him messages and I say, that I'm going to use you as my burner account. Say this about something. No, that doesn't happen. Okay, today's rundown looks like this. How will we, we recover from the false account of Jason Shepard from 2015? <laughs> Plus, what do we make of BYU's new football ranking? What does this mean for the Cougars this season now that they have a loss? It's a ball night with Boise State. Listen, this is a big game tonight. I know you think Boise State men's basketball and you don't think anything. This is a big game. Okay, we'll preview the matchup with assistant coach Nick Robinson, and also discuss the comments made relative to Boise State football and the cantankerous relationship with the Mountain West. We nice knew this word, existed. cantankerous. Thank you. Well done. Just off the cuff uh, here. The Mountain West Conference and Boise State, we knew they didn't get along, but there's some new comments that came out uh, in, in the newspaper there locally in uh, Boise. Plus, this week's Deep Blue Explorers tight end Matt Bushman and the almost simultaneous multiple life-changing events that happened to him almost simultaneously with a Achilles tear and then the birth of his first child. Don't worry, it's a good one. But first, here are today's headlines. BYU men's basketball back at the Marriott Center tonight, hosting Boise State. Speak of at 9 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV. 5-1 Cougars lost in Boise last season in overtime. I will have radio pregame coverage beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern on BYU Radio. Countdown to tip-off with yourself and one Tyler Hawes. It's underway at 8.30 Eastern. BYU football drops five spots to number 18 in the college football playoff rankings. Coastal Carolina is number 13, meaning the two switched places. The Cougars host San Diego State this Saturday night in the regular season finale. Did the committee just switch them or did they think about it? We'll discuss later. 
College football awards continue to roll in for the Cougars. Dax Milton has been named a candidate for the 2020 Burlesworth Trophy. That's given to the most outstanding football player who began his career as a walk-on. Isaiah Kafusi is one of 24 finalists for the Lot Impact Trophy, which is college football's defensive impact player of the year. And offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes is one of 50 coaches recognized as a candidate for the 2020 Boyles Award, which honors college football's top assistant coach. Cougars overseas in hoops. Jim Fredette scored 32, had seven rebounds, and the Shanghai Sharks lost to the Beijing Ducks. I know you're a big Ducks fan in China. And in Spain, Brandon Davies had 15 points, six boards for FC Barcelona in a EuroLeague loss to Olympiacos. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. All right, BYU football was 13th. I don't know if you heard what happened Saturday, but BYU lost to Coastal Carolina. Now dropped to number 18 after the loss. So what does this new ranking mean, Jason? Look, I, I, I don't really know what it means. I guess it depends on, on how you view the overall situation. I mean, looking at a season with a potential double-digit win and a top-20 ranking, you know, assuming that you beat San Diego State, which I think we all expect BYU to be able to do, how could you not say it's anything but positive? And I think if you're taking that big-picture approach, especially if it, we, we always go to this, if at the beginning of the year you were to say, you know what, you're going to have double-digit wins and you're going to be a top-20 team, you're absolutely going to take that. That's absolutely going to be a positive thing. And ultimately, yes, it is. But if you look at this season specifically and what was possible with BYU prior to the loss to Coastal Carolina in context to what could have been, you know, double-digit wins in a top-20 ranking doesn't have the same effect. So it really depends on how you view it. In terms of what the ultimate ranking is, I, I think ultimately the, the committee didn't put much thought into it. And like you said, we'll, we'll discuss that a little bit later. Look, at the end of the day, after the loss to the uh, Chanticleers, BYU's bowl game is going to be the same whether they were ranked 18 where they are now or unranked. They're going to probably go to the exact same bowl game. So what it means, I, I don't really know. Now, yeah, I, I agree with you on the macro and micro views you just presented there. Um, we don't even know if BYU would have been a New Year's Six team had they won the Coastal Carolina game anyway. There's so many at large. Uh, there's so many Power Five going to whatever. Our hope and thought was that, yes, that was going to be a 95% chance that BYU is going to do that. But Brett McMurphy made it sound like that's not necessarily the case, which I thought, oh, were we wrong the whole time? So, uh, yeah, it, it's tough. And you're right. Micro view, man, so sad and disappointing and devastating that BYU didn't win that game so they could at least be in that conversation come December 20th, let alone if they, they made it or not. But, yeah, and, and, and I'm looking at it as, you know what, that's a bummer. BYU took that game. There was some risk in taking that game. They accepted that risk. They did not meet the challenge um, of winning said game. They did in playing said game and, and have a lot of respect nationally, which has been surprising, for taking the game. A lot of teams – I don't think disparage BYU season as much as I felt like they were a couple weeks ago with the schedule. Instead, it's respected yes. what BYU did, uh, moral victory or whatever. But if BYU can finish with one loss and ranked, that's only happened five times, uh, one loss or zero loss in BYU history. And then uh, BYU's only been ranked five times this uh, century. Uh, in the AP poll to finish. So there's still some notable stuff to, to discuss. But I, I want to make this point. A season is a journey. It's not binary. It's not record, uh, bowl game. It's not just that. 
When you look at this season, this is something we will remember forever. No question. BYU's season goes from 12 games to two. <laughs> it gets up to 11 or 12, right? It's all the way and up to 11. All said and done. Um, and if you count Army as canceled, whatever. You look at BYU's offense and Zach Wilson's emergence and the Heisman Trophy conversation and the playoff and New Year's Six conversation. Yes, it is a massive bummer that BYU is not going to have any of those things. But it was a fun journey. Yes. It was a fun climb up this mountain. We're not going to get to the peak we were hoping to get to, but BYU got really high on this. And, and it was so fun. It still is fun. There's still a game. There's probably still two games with a bowl game, of course. And I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed, and we're staring at that peak and going, oh, it's right there. Oh, it's right there, and I'm so sad. But I'm also excited because this journey was fun. And I don't want to lose and become mechanical or uh, – you know, you know, programmed in. It's all about that record and bowl game, and if that's all you see, that's all you see. And it's like, ah, there have been so many good feelings associated with this. I'm not going to look at it that way. Now, what could change, though, is that the 08 uh, season and the 2001 seasons become this. If BYU loses to San Diego State and loses a bowl game, now I put this season in those categories and go, oh, gosh, so high and then so low. So I'm hoping that BYU can finish strong and we feel really good about the season. All right, topic number two, changing gears a little bit. The Idaho Press revealed that back in September, Boise State head football coach Brian Harson sent an email to the athletic director and the president of the university urging them to get the Broncos out of the Mountain West Conference. We've seen this before. Yeah, this is not the first time that there has been rumblings that that they were looking to get out. We know that they go into the Big East for a little while and came back. But his displeasure this time stemmed from the conference's decision to not play football due to the COVID-19 restrictions. Now, that decision was obviously reversed, but the story was more about Boise State once again threatening to leave the Mountain West Conference. Is Boise State the partner BYU needs going forward? I don't know that BYU needs Boise State right now. BYU feels probably pretty comfortable um, as an independent, earning more money than they would in the Mountain West or the AC from TV contracts, the full flexibility of BYU TV to fill in all the other gaps, and uh, the partnership with ESPN is valued more than the partnership with the Mountain West. I think that BYU and Boise State, uh, well, BYU is the, the first wife, if you will, of the Mountain West, and Boise State is the second wife. They could go to dinner and talk. And be like, oh, man, they're the worst, right? Like, oh, this issue, this issue. Maybe it's a Facebook DM between BYU and Boise State. I don't know. But certainly Boise State is the new BYU in this regard. Hey, we feel like we're the kings of this league, but we don't get the privileges that we kind of want. Boise State has its own TV deal with the league. They have Fox at home, but everyone else has CBS Sports Network. It's it's interesting. Um, maybe because Boise State didn't have ESPN, there's an issue. Also, I think Boise State's just a little bugged because they're not the same Boise State they were before. Granted, they're still very good. Is Boise State James Harden right now? <laughs> D- disgruntled I mean, with like, a good situation? Look, I, I want this. If you're not willing to give this to me, get me out of here. Get me out of here. Where are they? Okay, related to the partner part, where where are they going to partner? See, like it's not going to be the Pac-12. It's not going to be in the Mountain West. BYU's not going back to that. I'm not going to pull a Maria Osmond and get remarried, right? I to the same conference. I I don't Big Twelve question mark football only like that's AAC. Like I I don't BYU's not going to another league anytime soon. I think they're very comfortable with ESPN. Look, I have always thought that the best partner for BYU to team up with to go to another conference was Boise State. 
because of the geographic location between the yeah. two. It is a natural travel partner. Sure. It is a regional rival. Yeah. That has always made sense to me for those two to be a package deal uh, for another conference, whether it's the AAC, whether it's P5, wh whatever the case may be. It's always made sense to me from, from that standpoint. What P5? Big 12? But I'm, big big 12 or Pac-12. But, not, it, but look, it's whether, whether, it's really, whether it's realistic or not, those, it always <laughs> felt like that was a, a good package to be able to present. From, it always made from more our end, not their no, end. It always made more sense than BYU being teamed up with Air Force or Colorado State we've heard in the past. Boise State always – In football only, yes. The difference with it is BYU going somewhere more than football – is you have BYU's Olympic sports are viewed at a much higher level than Boise State's Olympic sports. One hundred percent. So for so, those who actually pay attention, yes, for and those, that, and there are few. So where, where a conference would potentially be interested in all of BYU, I don't know if a conference is interested in all of Boise State right now. Right. Their selling point right. is football. Oh, for sure. So that's where things get a little different. But look. Boise State is in a situation that's, that's similar but unique yes. to BYU because they are the lone wolf in this situation. When BYU was in the Mountain West and at the top of the – they still had Utah and TCU at their yes. peaks that were still up there. So it it's wasn't more the just – Yes. Yeah. When BYU so, was in the WAC, it was the and, and let's be honest. What else is, what else is Mount, the Mountain West Conference going to do? Boise State is their flagship program. Right, it's if, Gonzaga it, to the WCC. They're going to have to, if Boise State threatens stuff like this, I, I don't know how you don't give in because you can't afford to lose Boise State. Well, I don't know if the Mountain West has learned from its previous mistakes with, with Utah and TCU. I don't, they couldn't have kept them. Or they were going to leave no matter what. But with BYU, the Mountain West could have kept BYU. If the Mountain West would have let BYU TV slash KBYU do some rebroadcasts, BYU might have stayed. Like, it's way more complicated right. than that. But if, that, if they had given that as a starting thing early on when it started to get weird with TV contracts in the mountain, there might not have been BYU going down that road as much. Perhaps it's more extreme than that, and I know it's more complicated. But that little thing started this domino you know, effect of, of other big things, right? And, and now BYU's in a comfortable situation because BYU values its TV contract a lot and ESPN and BYU TV. I wonder if Boise State works well with a partner. Because what has Boise State done? When they, when they dominated, what was it the Big West initially? I think so, yeah. And then the WAC? They were like top dog looking around, awesome, win all these games, play like a big game, win it, go to a bowl game, win it. Like, yeah, but when you're carrying it. Don't they like that? I think they like that. When you're carrying that. it, though, what, why do you need to do that? When you're essentially that, calling the shots. That's what I'm saying. Why would they need BYU? Why would they want BYU? I, I, I'm wondering why. Why? Well, if, they're used because to if somebody's looking to expand by two, most, team, most conferences don't want yeah. to have the odd number. Yes, and BYU's not looking to join a league unless it's Power 5. And even then, I'm hoping BYU's not going to be uh, you know, picky on some things they've been picky on before right. if it's a Power 5 league and go, no, no, whatever your TV contract is, good. We just want BYU TV to be able to do the secondary or tertiary rights. We good on that? Some pregame shows? Cool? Okay, thanks. Bye. Like, it's not that simple, but that's where it kind of starts. So, okay, interesting. We'll see what happens with Boise State. It, it if, is if they pull a Gonzaga, because yes. Gonzaga actually got what they wanted. They got the schedules a little shorter in league. They got more money out of uh, whoever actually goes to the NCAA tournament. Uh, they get... Who else Those in that conference back? is going to put up 
nobody. resistance to it. Nobody. Who, nobody else has the poll. Nobody. Yeah. Okay, our question of the day. What does BYU's new college football playoff ranking mean going forward for the Cougars? Let's hear from you, BYUSN and Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Dan underscore Smith for BYU on Twitter. You can win on uh, Instagram and Facebook. It means beat San Diego State, win the bowl game, finish ranked in the top 25 for the first time in a long time. That's it. Now, in the college football playoff ranking, there won't be a final ranking. Um, They'll do one before the bowls, and then it's kind of AP after that. I don't care for the coaches' poll. I don't don't believe the coaches actually pay attention. I do believe the writers pay attention uh, at least somewhat, right? So it's realistic that BYU could finish in the top 15, right? Isn't that realistic? Isn't BYU, is BYU 14 in the AP right now? Or was 14, it 16? 14. 14. Could BYU finish in the top 10 with the one loss? Like, there's Possible. still stuff to play for in that regard, right? So top 25, no, 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 it's better than that. It's at least, BYU's in the top 15 right now. Yeah. So maybe top 10, who knows? Coming up, did the playoff committee put any thought into BYU's ranking this week? <laughs> in, a, in a word, no. Uh, and let's break down BYU and Boise State men's basketball Big game tonight. Nick Robinson, assistant coach, will join us from the annex next door. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Get complete coverage of tonight's Boise State and BYU basketball matchup on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Join me on Cougar Pregame Live at 8 Eastern on BYU Radio. And then join Jerome and Tyler Hawes on Countdown to Tip-Off at 8.30 Eastern in the game right after on both BYU TV and BYU Radio. Post-game coverage as well. We got it wire to wire on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Cannot wait All hoops all the time, man. And this is a big game. Let's break it down with assistant coach Nick Robinson on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Nick, this is a team that beat BYU last year. That was a tough loss without Yoli Childs up in Boise, but... Now Boise State comes into Provo. I, I don't think people realize Boise State has a really good basketball team. Yeah, Boise State is an exceptional basketball team. Uh, they, re, they return uh, Mr. Alston, right, who was an incredible player for them last year and gave us real problems. And so, uh, obviously, you know, the, the other guys that they have on the team, a couple of transfers, the guys that are seniors, uh, you know, they're very experienced, they're very well coached, and uh, they're a good basketball team. Uh, they, you know, preseason-wise in the Mountain West are planning on giving uh, everybody problems, uh, including San Diego State up there at the top. So, uh, we're excited about the game. Uh, we feel like we're well-prepared, and uh, now we got to come out and, uh, and compete. Nick, it uh, seems like the season was just tipping off, and now already we're six games in. How do you evaluate this team through six games? You know, through six games in 10 days, um, you know, what incredible fight and energy uh, that, that, you know, this BYU basketball team has brought to the floor each night. Um, you know, obviously USC was a little bit of a setback for us, but, you know, St. John's basically on the road uh, and then on the road, you know, at Utah State, um, you know, is always challenging. Uh, we feel great uh, at this particular time, but understand that there's a lot for us to improve on. Right. There's a lot where we need to get better and uh, we'll continue to do that. So it was nice to get back and practice for two days and uh, clean up some things. Um, but, you know, in tonight's game, you know, we're going to have to you know, execute what we've practiced uh, early this week and uh, come out ready to fight again. 
Let's talk about some of those things you hope to do a little bit better because the nice thing is you've been able to win five of six while still trying to figure out rotations, personnel, and what works and what doesn't. So where do you go from here and what you've seen so far, luckily with a five and one record? Yeah, no, I think in terms of, you know, the overall rotation, in terms of our roster, you know, each guy has got to continually, uh, you know, understand, you know, what's going to make, you know, him and us successful right on the court. Uh, you know, we've got multiple guys that's, you know, are entering, uh, you know, game number, uh, you know, seven uh, right now of their college career. Um, you know, obviously Alex and Matt and Brandon uh, and Connor, you know, have done a great job, you know, as come kind of our experienced veterans. Um, but, you know, we've got guys that have to continue to, uh, you know, improve in their game performance and they're, they're doing so. Um, you know, in terms of, you know, the areas that we've got to continue to improve on, you know, we feel like defensively, you know, we want to continue to do a better job um, of keeping guys in front of us. We want to continue to do a, a better job of, um, you know, what we call a hit first in order to be able to rebound. And then off- offensively, you know, guys, you know, as they continue to be put in positions to be successful by Coach Pope, that, uh, you know, they're able to execute those plays. And uh, obviously we've turned the ball over a little bit too much uh, in the past few games. And so we're really trying to, you know, do a much better job of taking care of the basketball, protecting the ball, and making our teammates better. Coach, everybody knew that Barcelo was poised for a big year, and boy, he certainly hasn't disappointed. What, what's been the thing that's impressed you most about him, and how has his play affected the rest of the guys? Because he's just been phenomenal. You know, last year, you know, after, you know, uh, uh, you know, putting in, you know, tremendous work at the three-point line, um, you know, he's been able to uh, be just as, if not way more <laughs> efficient from the three-point line this season, which is uh, incredible and, uh, you know, really a credit to his work ethic. And, um, you know, he, he and Coach Figure have worked, uh, you know, day in and day out, you know, in film study, uh, you know, on the court, uh, you know, for him to be able to, uh, you know, transition to, you know, the position that he played in high school, right? And so, you know, his pace of play, right, his toughness, his leadership, uh, you know, continue to impress me because I feel like he's getting better every day. Let's talk about some more of those individuals on Boise State's team. You, may, you mentioned uh, Derek Alston Jr., who's going to be an NBA draft pick, either late first round or mid-second round kind of guy, Six nine guard, so that's fun. Uh, then you have Emmanuel Acott, who's an Arizona transfer. He's eligible after, after playing one game now. And Abu uh, Kijab, he had 33 in a game last year. They have all kinds of weapons. How do you feel like BYU matches up with the Broncos? Yeah, no, I think that, you know, we match up well, right, individually, right? But ultimately, it's going to come down to us as a team, right? Will we be able to execute, right, the defensive assignments uh, individually on each guy? Because they each, you know, bring different strengths to the game. And, uh, you know, like you mentioned, they've got guys that have, you know, played at this level, uh, at a very high level, and have had tremendous, uh, you know, individual performances. Um, You know, but again, this team, uh, you know, is really, really dangerous because of their experience and because, um, you know, their ability to be able to uh, take the individual performances and combine those. So, you know, we've got to be able to, you know, guard the defense. We've got to be able to defend the three-point line. You know, we want to be able to, uh, you know, protect the middle of the paint. Uh, you know, it's key for us, obviously, to uh, manage Alston. Uh, who's a really good player, but we don't want any of their other guys to, uh, you know, get ahead of us in terms of what they're capable of doing. 
Coach, Matt Harms was a guy that, uh, that, that missed the first part of the season, but then now you've had him back for several games with no restrictions, you know, full go. How has he implemented himself into this system? And I mean, he's coming off a great performance against Utah State, four blocks. I mean, defensively, you know what you're going to get. How, how, how has that acclimation process been with him? You know, with Matt's, you know, minor, you know, setback in terms of, uh, you know, his ankle, he's been an everyday guy, you know, each, each day he brings, you know, a lot of energy, uh, you know, to this basketball team, you know, obviously we, we were, were grateful that he's one of the top rim protectors uh, right in the country. And, uh, you know, his ability to be able to defend, uh, you know, uh, protect the rim, protect the paint, you know, and then offensively, you know, he's d- done a great job of, uh, you know, acclimating himself to, you know, what we do and, um, you know, finding, you know, great spots to be able to, you know, make his teammates better uh, as well as take advantage of his size, you know, at seven, three, you know, and his ability to be able to move like he does, uh, you know, we're really grateful to, to have him, um, you know, and what he's capable of doing night in and night out and day in and day out uh, to help our guys get better. Let's finish with this, Nick. Colby Lee started the first four games, but has played about four minutes the last two games. Was that a coach's decision, or was that related to some kind of injury? No, Colby Lee is doing a great job. You know, in terms of the the limited minutes, he's come in and done what he's done successfully, you know, for the past year, and that's, you know, score the basketball. You know, obviously with rotations uh, and matchups, you know, we have to take that into consideration each and every game. And uh, But Colby, he's always ready. You know, he, he does a great job of preparing himself and preparing this team. And, um, you know, when, when his number is called, uh, whether he's starting or coming off the bench, he's ready to come out and perform, and he's done it each and every night. Absolutely. Well, we look forward to tonight's game. It's a big one with Boise State. This is a, a resume builder for sure, and uh, we look forward to it tonight. Nick, we appreciate the time, man. Hey, thanks, guys. Let's go Cougs. Let's go Cougs. Tonight, BYU and Boise State coming up on BYU TV and BYU Radio. That was Nick Robinson, assistant coach on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why, we show how. I, l- listen, I, I don't know if everyone understands how big of a game this is. You just see Boise State men's basketball, you're like, oh, it's not football, whatever. This is, this is a game that's going to be talked about on the resume on Selection Sunday. It will be. Without question. And, and let's not forget, BYU lost up there in overtime last year. And there, and there is a reason that head coach Mark Pope, before the season even started, said this Bronco team yep. is going to be one of the best teams that we face this season. So yep. I think everybody's going to see how good they are tonight. Coming up, our latest deep blue with senior tight end Matt Bushman. Oh, man, two life-changing events almost simultaneously for him in late August, early September. Plus, BYU men's hoops drops out of bracketology from Lenardi. How big a deal is this? We'll discuss. This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. Join us Saturday, December 12th at 4 p.m. Eastern for BYU Football Top 100 Plays as we count down the top 100 plays in BYU football history live on BYU TV. I know this has been in the works for a while. A lot of work has gone into this. Months. Very excited about it. Uh, Also, Saturday, we're going to have an additional podcast about what went into the show, a little behind-the-scenes look. Uh, that'll come out on the BYU Sports Nation podcast. So you can Very check nice. that out. Okay, he is Jason. I am Jerem. This is BYU Sports Nation. Let's whip it! Cook Whip Round, presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problem. All right, Jerem, the college football playoff committee just swapped BYU and Coastal Carolina. Yes. One was 13, yes, the other did. was 18. Now the other is 13, and the other is 18. Was there any thought put into the decision, or was it uh, just convenient? 
Uh, it seems pretty convenient, Jason, right? I, I, I'm hoping that they actually did. I don't know that they actually did. Men's Basketball Committee, we know a lot because Tom Homo was on the committee. They discussed a lot of things. I'm assuming that happens, but the fact that they were both swapped is kind of weird. It is weird, and it's exactly what I expected. <laughs> you called it. You said I did. I did. Yesterday, I said right? yesterday. Okay, who's more likely to return to BYU next season? Offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes or left tackle Brady Christensen? Um, I'm. I think Brady Christensen is going to go to the NFL. I know he was asked. He said he hasn't made any decisions. I, I'm. I'm all for the strike while the iron is hot. If you're going to be a high draft pick, I mean, I, I think you need to take that. And and here's the thing. It's Brady's choice. Whether another school hires Coach Grimes, that's that's not I, I will say Coach Grimes is probably more likely, only because that's not in in his power. He's gotta have somebody else that hires him. Brady, it's his choice. He can decide to leave. Both are hot commodities. Absolutely. Uh, Jeff, Jeff Grimes is gonna be a head coach of either a group of five or an offensive coordinator. He's gonna get a head coach at a, at a better school, like a uh, you know, a bigger school. When I say better, I mean a higher salary. Um, because BYU's a, a top 25 program right now. So, yeah, we'll see with Brady. Like, I, he's not a day one guy right now, I don't think. Is he a day two guy, meaning second or third round? If so, I'm like, get out of here. If he's graded as a day three, come back because you might be I would a be day two. very surprised if he is not, at, at the very least, a day two guy. We need to be hearing that a little more often. We're hearing it about Zach. We're not hearing it about Brady as much as I, I'm kind of hoping. Honestly. All right, uh, Joey Brackets dropped the BYU basketball team from his latest bracket. Is this a cause to be concerned? No, BYU's still in the show-me stage. Uh, I've talked about this for a few months. Because you lose 51 points from Childs, Haas, and Toulson, BYU has to show what they can do. They've played uh, you know, USC poorly, beaten St. John's, won at Utah State. Those are nice wins. We're still in the show-me spot, uh, and if BYU gets into the tourney, you know, um, it, it'll be probably a seed that they're not going to be favored to win in, like a 9-plus, I, I bet. So, no, that's all good. Look, uh, your boy, Joey Brackets, has never been one to give BYU a ton of credit to begin with. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're that guy? So, no, but I'm just saying, so I'm, I'm not worried about what, it. That what the, credit but, is but here's, but here, No, no, no. But my point is, here, here's the other part. It's week three. I, it, BYU if, has this, new, if he had dropped players. BYU out of it and it's February, then I'm going to start paying a little bit more attention. But BYU's, yeah. BYU's got way – they've got a lot of time ahead of them that they can improve that situation. So I'm not – it's not a cause to be concerned for me at all right now. Conspiracy, okay. Okay, cool. And what difference <laughs> – this is the best – I'm so proud of this that. question. What difference would Hank Bachmeyer make in tonight's BYU Boys State basketball game? <laughs> okay. Well, certainly, uh, with the BYU victory, BYU would get more credit if Hank Bachmeyer were playing. To that's, the men's basketball that's, selection that's committee. That's obviously clear. Uh, but, yeah, I, I just love the fact that we've worked this question in. I want, if BYU wins, the men's basketball selection committee chair tomorrow to be like, listen, uh, I know that BYU won and they won handily, but, uh, you know, Boy State was playing with its fourth string point guard, and it's just hard. No. I want Baylor Romney to suit up tonight, by the way. Very nice. <laughs> All right, coming up, after dominating football prop picks, which I did, I finally get to make some yeah, basketball dude. prop picks. I've, I've been kicked out for basketball, Yeah, yeah we, but now I'm finally here. Yeah, too, you were too good. We had, we had to get rid of you. And the debut of Matt Bushman's Deep Blue on BYU TV. Taryn and Achilles having a child, what he went through in a short amount of time. This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Bodyguards, protection for a life worth living. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, 
official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This Saturday is Super Saturday on BYU TV. Do I have to say it like that? Probably uh, not. Yeah, sure. Sure, why not? Yeah. It begins with BYU Women's Hoops hosting Boise State at 2 Eastern, followed by our BYU Football Top 100 Plays, which leads us into BYU Basketball hosting a team named the University of Utah at 6 Eastern, which will also feature a second screen experience, by the way, which are always cool. And then we finish off a huge day with Countdown to Kickoff and football postgame for BYU and San Diego State. It is a big day. That's why we're calling it Super Saturday. We left something up. Did you know? What was that? There's a rebroadcast of the football game. Whoa! Like it. It's even superer. <laughs> yes, it is. We can only finish uh, fit 17 things on the ground. Look, that so promo read was long enough. We yeah. did not need to yeah. add yeah. more yeah. to no, it. No, you're right. You're right. You're, we'll, we almost ran out of music. You we'll, know? Fi- we'll fix it in post. <laughs> it's all good. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation in Studio B Live. I'm Jerem Jordan alongside Jason Shepard. Matt Bushman, before the season um, even started, it ended for him as he tore his Achilles at the end of fall camp and then just days later had the birth of uh, he and Emily, uh, their first child, what a situation for Matt emotionally as he did not participate with this team this year. But perspective changes and things change. And, and is he going to go to the league or is he not? This is Deep Blue presented by America First Credit Union. We're here to help. I try not to be too fearful about things. I just kind of try to focus on the present and kind of control what I can. But I've always kind of had a vision or a goal of being a great football player or being able to provide for my family. He's going to throw it. Man, wide open. It's Bushman. Touchdown. Matt is a pleaser, and he'll work his tail off to please anybody. The biggest mismatch that BYU's offense presents. He's an NFL tight end. He really is. He's developing as a blocker, but he's such a great route runner. The great hands. I mean, as good as hands, ability to judge the ball, ability to go up and get the ball, fight for the ball is, is what he does so well. Great timing, big catch radius, um, things that they're looking for in the NFL that will help him at the next level. Surprised us when he could have gone to the NFL this fall, and I knew that he had some unfinished business and things that he wanted to accomplish as a team. And so uh, to put the team first over his desires has been really cool for our players to see. Swings it out, Simon, trickery, here they go. Simon throws a pass, Bushman, he has it. I do my best to reach my full potential that Heavenly Father's given me. I hope to achieve as much potential as I can and be the best person I can in this life. Hello, come on in. We are just hanging out. The team left today to Maryland, and um, here we are. Not getting on the plane to Maryland, just hanging out, elevating, because life's a little different now. Last Monday, I was hanging out here, getting work done, and just going for a drive, and I got a text from Matt that said, bad news, my Achilles torn. I don't know if it was like something in the grass, like a faulty little divot, or if it was just a fluke accident. Um, I just felt a huge pop, like people kind of compare it to getting shot, people compare it to getting kicked in the back of the leg super hard. And that's what it felt like, just like this huge, huge pop. And my leg just like gave out. So they took me into the training room. I was laying there for a while, had to get my, my cleat off, had to get the tape off. The doctor that was, was looking at me, he was like, there's a, there's a pretty big 
divot in your Achilles, you can kind of see this gap. That means you fully ruptured it. And once I heard that, I just kind of broke down. You know, everyone was real emotional. Um, the tight ends especially, they were all in tears. They were all sobbing. They probably cried more than Matt did. Um, but it, it gave them something to, to play for, a, a, a higher purpose, a bigger meaning. And they dedicated themselves to, to Matt for the rest of the year, so. I think what amazed me so much, both the day that it happened and the week following is just how positive Matt has been. And it's just helped to keep me really strong and our family strong. And he's very aware that his team still has a whole season ahead of them and it's gonna be fun to watch them and support them. And seeing that humility of Matt has, has really shown through in his positivity and Luckily, um, he was had a really successful surgery on Friday, and baby's doing three days, so that's kind of where we're at. And can't drive, but his mom will help us get to the hospital for Wednesday, and we're just excited to have a little silver lining with baby coming. The Romneys gave us this, so I thought that was so cute. They made that for us. It's been amazing since that happened to see all the support that we have felt from his teammates, coaches, family, friends, we've just been overwhelmed. And we feel the prayers already. They felt prompted to come back to BYU. They prayed about it originally. So they, they know that this is part of God's plan for them. But along with that, there have been times where you know, everybody questions, like, why did this happen to me? Why did this happen now? This is a goal for both of them. They're a team, and they're both going to work hard and do whatever they need to do to accomplish his goals in life. All right, here we are at the hospital, just pulled up. Um, it's 10.30 p.m., and we're just getting ready to check in. Coming in with two of us, leaving with three. It's gonna be great. I think the day that I knew I was gonna get induced and I knew Matt and I would be going through that that night, I did still have anxiety and just felt like, oh, I hope this all goes okay. And as a mom, you just want a healthy baby and you want everything to go smoothly. And thankfully it did, but I, I did still feel that day kind of the weight of his injury and, and kind of the devastation that was still lingering from what had just happened, you know, a few days prior and having our lives and futures flipped upside down. I don't know, I was looking forward to achieving all these personal goals that I had that kind of just kind of went away. Um, but then like after, I don't know, I kind of had a day or two to kind of be sad about it. And then I just had to focus and just say, okay, this, this is happening for a reason. We, we felt right that we had to stick around for another year and 
we just kind of had to figure out why that was. And I was like, dang, this is going to be a burden having to get surgery right before Emily giving birth. And I'd have to the, be on the scooter rolling around or on crutches when, when holding Andy or taking care of her. That was always annoying. But then um, once, once Andy came, just all those kind of personal, maybe selfish feelings that I had were kind of just went away and I was able to focus more on Emily and focus on on just how to help Andy as best I could. (laughs) She's about to, she's tearing up too, it looks like. It's just a miracle and um, yeah, in that moment having her on me was just a feeling I, I can't even describe. Just feel so grateful, and, and really, ever since then, the devastation of you know what has happened to Matt in this season still lingers. But this is such a bright spot in our lives that um, you know we're changed forever. Good news, I'm out of the boot. I don't have to wear this piece of junk anymore, and it's feels good, feels nice. The slow progress, but now I can do a little bit more and push myself a little bit harder. Yeah, I'm just grateful for that. Glad I'm a little bit ahead of schedule. And hopefully, as things go, I can start jogging in about a month. And as long as things progress more and more, I'll I'll get better faster than what everyone expected. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's a good feeling. I feel blessed. It feels very tight when I do my little foot circles and everything, but it's... I know it's supposed to be tight, and it'll eventually loosen up and and get back to where it needs to be. It doesn't help the Achilles a ton, but it helps my foot strength come back, just the little muscles and tendons. uncertainty and in the world going on right now and also with my personal situation and (laughs) yeah just knowing I can come home and be a dad and I just think that that means a lot to me and something that I've learned during this time for sure. Deep Blue featuring Matt Bushman. What a period of time for him. And you can feel the emotion in that of, oh, my gosh, the devastation. But then also literally the life that was breathed into his family and his comments about this is greater than making it to the NFL. And we don't know quite yet whether Matt is going to go or not. I'd, I'd be surprised if Matt Bushman comes back, frankly. But he led BYU in receiving for three straight years. And here BYU has this magical season. And that would have been probably really hard to watch. Yet he has this baby, 
and it's a life changing experience if you if you that first kid for sure. Well, and and when I say this, I mean this as athletes certainly, but I mean it just as much, if not more, as people. Matt and Emily, probably two of the people that I have the most respect for. I've I've had an opportunity to get to know both of them, and just if anybody can handle this, it's it's those two. And I, I'm with you. As long as everything is healing properly and he's good to go, I would be surprised too if he doesn't put his name into the NFL draft. Um, and look, we wish him nothing but the best success. And knowing him and knowing what he's capable of, he's going to be a success at whatever he does. That's just Matt Bushman. Yeah, and he's a good tight end. He's, he's fantastic. He's a really good tight end. And it's a credit as well to a guy like Dax Milne who has had a thousand yard year. I think if uh, it, Matt Bushman's out, Hey, who's, who's going to, who's going to catch the ball. You're lost the top four uh, pass catchers. And Dax Milne has a thousand yard season. Like Gunnar Romney has a chance to perhaps get there in two games as well. Where it's like, Oh my gosh, these guys stepped up in the absence of a Matt Bushman, who by the way, was heavily involved with the team in spite of the injury. You saw him on the sidelines, you see him in the stands during the North Alabama game. I'm like, what's up, Matt? Hey, where's Emily at? We're trying to get a shot of her, you know, during the game. Uh, spoke with Matt uh, briefly last night. He's doing well. Like you said, he's ahead of schedule. So, Well, remember when they announced the the uh, the blackout jerseys and he was the one that was modeling it? Hopping on was, one foot, I know, I was, like, I was like, easy, easy, don't do it. Don't hurt yourself. <laughs> he was on the off foot. Yeah, yeah uh, it was great. So, yeah, totally part of the team. And uh, you saw what he meant to the other tight ends. And yes. they wrote 89 on their arms, you know, for every game this season. So pretty special stuff. If you want to watch more Deep Blues, you can do so. Search Deep Blue on the BYU TV app or go to BYUtv.org slash Deep Blue. The next one, by the way, is Colby Lee next week as we start men's basketball. All right, coming up, making dreams come true. We'll explain in our rising shout-out. And our prop picks. Jason's going to pick for Spencer. I'm uh, already behind, I think, uh, two to nothing. So I have some catching up to do. This is BYU Sports Nation. Deep Blue on BYU Sports Nation is presented by America First Credit Union. We're here to help. BYU Sports Nation's Rise and Shoutout is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. BYU Sports Nation is always on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio app. Or you can download the podcast. All you need to do is Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the program. All right, Boise State at BYU Men's Hoops tonight. Jason Shepard uh, with the twist here. He'll be picking for Spencer. Uh, this is all presented by Bodyguards, protection for a life worth living. Learn more at Bodyguards.com. Ben, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm down 2 nothing going into this, right? You are down 2 nothing, okay. Jeremy. Correct. Well, since I'm picking for Spencer, just prepare to be down even more. Bail it in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so Jason coming off a strong football season. So this, the prognosticators don't like Jeremy's chances. I've yeah, and I've jinxed right. myself by being boastful, so it's fine. I dropped out of prop picketology already, so yeah. You're, you're, the, you're the last four out. All right, let's start here. Three picks, all Boise State hoops, but we're tying them into the Boise State football game as well. Number one, we'll call this our Cade Finnegan pick. Which return missionary will have the most points tonight for BYU? <laughs> Connor Harding, Richard Harward, or Trevin Nell? Uh, I'm going to say Connor Harding. I know that he has not shot the ball like he would like to, but he's coming off a massive three that helped seal the deal uh, at Utah State over the weekend. I think that's going to be the spark plug. So I'm going to say Connor. 
That's a great choice. It's the second best choice. Uh, Trevin <laughs> Nell is shooting 45% from three. I think he gets a hold of a couple tonight and outscores Brother Harding. All right, pick number two. Alex Barcelo will have more than or fewer than 22 points, which would be the number of Zach Wilson completions versus Boise State. You want to take this one first? Uh, sure. Uh, I, I think fewer. I think he distributes a little bit more. I think he approximates that, but he's just a little under 22. All right, I uh, am going to go with uh, I'm going to go with more. I think that Alex Barcelo is on a roll. I expect that to continue. So I'm going to say more than 22. All right, last one. Caleb Lunner will have more, fewer than, or exactly four three-point attempts, which would be the number of BYU rush TDs against Boise State. I like all these times. It's very nice and not subtle. Uh, I, I will say fewer. I think he gets exactly three attempts, and I think he makes exactly one. Okay, uh, I'm going to say more just to be different and to get an extra point for Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I thought you were going for me on this and you were going to mail it in. Why Look, did I send I you those stamps for I have your birthday? I have a certain level of, progno- of prognostication I have to live up to really? after the football season. Basketball season. It's totally, totally different. Again, because I'm being boastful and prideful, I'm going to be horrible yeah. at yeah, this. Yeah, be thou humble, Jason. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Our question of the day. How humble is Jason? <laughs> also, what does BYU's new college football playoff ranking mean going forward for the Cougars? Greg Schaefer on Twitter. It means we're a top 20 team and not much else. Maybe a good optic for recruits. Yes, this season has helped recruiting tremendously. In response uh, to our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort at N underscore Crowley 19 on Twitter. That we've had a successful season, seeing BYU ranked 18th in December and feeling disappointed is so telling that we've had a really good season. It's not about our bowl game anymore. It's more about enjoying the games we have left. All right, time for our Rise and Shoutouts presented by Mountain American Credit Union, guiding you forward. Uh, mine's going to go to Kyle Griffiths. I'll quickly read this. It says, my life dream was to play football at BYU and earn a scholarship after going through tryouts and making the team as a walk-on and now five years of grinding odd jobs, working weekends, construction, and waiting tables. I've been put on scholarship. Dreams come true. Rise and shout-out awesome. to you, man. And I love Kyle. He's great. Mine goes to both coaches, Mark Pope and Kalani Stocky. Fun time last night. And in case you missed it, it's coming up next right after us. Uh, here on BYU TV. All right, thanks to today's guest, Nick Robinson. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and the Facebook. Use hashtag BYUSN. For Jason, I'm Jerem. Shout out to David Anderson. See you tonight for BYU and Boise State on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Go Cougs!